Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Roseborough. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. Okay, there's a woman that has now achieved fame in the, the Pentecostal charismatic NAR circles, and she is not even questioned as being a prophet. She is just touted as being a prophet, and uh, we're going to take her... Holy smokes, terrible uh, teaching, and we're like fingernails, we're going to run this across the uh, <laughs> across the chalkboard of your heart. No. <laughs> and see if you survive the ordeal. Uh, no, in reality, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to Emma Stark, a uh, recent sermon she delivered sermon uh, that she delivered at uh, Trinity Church where Cindy Jacobs actually attends church. And uh, this is the church where every year after the uh, the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, you know, after they meet every year uh, in January, it's their stage, their pulpit that uh, that the the new word of the Lord for the year 2023, 20, 24, whatever uh, is uh, is released. And so Emma, I maybe she's in town for that particular uh, meeting. I couldn't tell you. I can't say I really follow her schedule all that much. But all that being said, we're going to see if this woman passes any biblical tests of a prophet, like any at all. And uh, I think by the end of this really, really a grueling ordeal of listening to a portion of this sermon. Uh, I think you'll all be convinced that uh, biblically, she there's nothing there. In fact, there's many, many things that she fails, straight out, straight out fails. Uh, and so she's not a sound teacher. She's not a prophet at all. She ain't hearing from God. Uh, you know, she may be hearing from something, but it ain't God, uh, the Holy Trinity at all. It's uh, It's something else. So... Let's whirl up the desktop, gird your loins for this one. That's the best I can tell you. And uh, and so uh, pulling up the desktop here, uh, here's my web browser. And um, so this is Emma Stark's recent appearance uh, as of the day I recorded this seven days prior. She, this is her appearance at Trinity Church. And uh, this is the sermon she delivered. And uh, let's see how many things that we can find that prove that she ain't a real prophet. All right, here we go. Hallelujah. Well, I'm a prophet and I like warfare. Okay. So all right, right off the bat, she's, I'm a prophet. Hallelujah. I'm a prophet. Well, let's, let's remember what the command of, of Christ is and what the command of scripture is. First John, hang on a second. I got to spell it right. First John chapter four, verse one. Beloved, you Christians, do not believe every spirit. And again, I point out the do not believe bit, the pastuita, that's an imperative. This is a command from God, the Holy Spirit. So if somebody says, hallelujah, I'm a prophet, you have to sit there and go, uh, hold on, let me hit the pause button on that. And uh, we're now going to have to test. Okay, so don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. 
Okay, so this is a standard operating procedure. Sorry, this is a policy established by God, the Trinity himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, you know, we, we don't get to disobey his commands. He's commanded us not to believe everybody, but we got to test everybody. So we're going to test you, Emma. So uh, let's see whether to test to see whether uh, for, from God, why? For many, not some, not a smattering, uh, uh, many False prophets have gone out into the world. And uh, so we're, we're just going to test to see if this woman passes any biblical test at all, because I don't think she does. Oh, by the way, uh, test number one. Uh, so scripture says this in 1 Corinthians 14. So uh, note what it says. Um, God is not a God of confusion. So uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 33. And then he says this, as in all the churches of the saints, not some, pas, all, all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission as the law also says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home. It's shameful for a woman to speak in church. And then here's the thing. You sit there and go, that well, I can't it, this has to be okay because everybody recognizes that Emma Stark's a prophet. Mm. Watch this. Note the conjunction. Remember, I, I always point this out when we get to this text. Uh, you guys remember uh schoolhouse rocks? Conjunction, junction, watch that function. Right. Or is a conjunction. It hooks up phrases and clauses and stuff, right? So all of that being said, or means that uh, we're looking at uh, a, a, a conjunction that is connecting what is now being written with what was just said. What was just said? It is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only ones that it's reached? If anyone thinks he's a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. Huh. So you're going to note, who is it that commands that women are to remain silent in the church? According to the Apostle Paul, this is a command of the Lord. So if you're sitting there going, well, the only reason why that was written is because Paul is a meaty poopy head and he's the founding member of the E-Man Woman Haters Club. Wrong. The reason why Paul wrote this is because he is an apostle of Jesus Christ and he can speak with the authority of Jesus. And here he says that a woman is to remain silent in the church. And that's an actual command, not of Paul, but of Jesus Christ. Now, let me show you a cross reference here. The apostle Paul, when he writes, is very careful. And I do mean this. Hang on a second. This is driving me nuts. There we go. The apostle Paul is very careful that when he says something and it's his opinion, his idea, he makes a distinction between what he's saying and what Christ commands. So listen to this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. In fact, let me just grab a little bit more context here. He says, to the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. 
The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or, or else be reconciled to her husband, and the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. So note here, the Apostle Paul knows full well while writing an epistle, which commands are from Christ, which commands are from him, or which are his opinions. You, know, you get the idea. So note, 1 Corinthians 7 is Paul making a distinction between his opinion, his advice, as opposed to a command from Christ. So in 1 Corinthians 14, again, here's what it says, as in all the churches, the women should keep silent in the churches. They're not permitted to speak. Who doesn't permit them to speak? This is a command of Christ. Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ. So uh, Emma Stark here, just by her what she's doing here shows that she's in defiance of a clear command of Christ, full stop. So already we're going to note that, um, what, again, what does the scripture say here? Hang on a second here. Uh, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Emma Stark fails test number one because Paul says, if anyone thinks he's a prophet or spiritual, he needs to acknowledge that the things I'm writing to you are a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he's not recognized. So we're, we're uh, not allowed to recognize Emma Stark as a prophetess of God just by what she's doing. She shouldn't be doing this. This is in defiance to a clear command of the Lord. That being the case, if God the Holy Spirit were really speaking to her, you know what he would say to her? Sit down, shut up. That's what he'd say. We continue. I like freedom. I like deliverance. I like the word of the Lord. I like the signs and wonders and the power. Do you really like the word of the Lord? Because you seem to be defying a clear command of the Lord that's written in the word of the Lord. Are of God. I like the wild. I like the extreme things of the king. Can you tell? And so... Uh me, 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 I, I, I. Uh -huh. and, uh, I really this morning want to work on some freedom and some liberty and some understanding of this season. Okay, are you up for that, my lovelies? Okay, let's just pray. Father God. So she's not going to be preaching a biblical text? How does one do a sermon without a biblical text? You know, I, I don't see a Bible over there. Huh. Okay, well, let's take a look at another passage, shall we? All right, we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 4. Go-to text for me nowadays. All right, uh, so the Apostle Paul writing to young Pastor Timothy basically says that um, as for you continuing what you have learned, this is 2 Timothy 3, 4, 14, uh, continue what you've learned, have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, how from childhood you have been acquainted with what? The sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God, it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete 
and equipped for every, not some, but every good work. And then he says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who's to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom to what? Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and they will turn away from listening to the truth, and they'll wander off into myths. I think she's going to be trafficking in myths. Does anyone want to bet against me on this? It's not wise to do that, by the way, because I know how this works out. But uh, I think she's going to be preaching just straight up gibberish, nonsensical mythology. Not anything sound or biblical whatsoever. You are everything. You're the Alpha and Omega. You're the bright and morning star. You're the fairest of 10,000. And our heart explodes from our chest as we say, oh, we magnify the Lord and we give him all glory and all honor and all praise that's due to his majestic name. Wonderful theatrics there. Oh, man, her her theatrical chops are just great. I mean, even to the point of, like, stretching out and adding syllables to words like glory. Okay. Now we say, God, in light of who you are, we understand that you desire truth in the innermost part. Yeah, he does, which is why no Christian is permitted to really be listening to this woman. She's not trafficking in truth. These are not words from God that she's going to be giving. So we throw off believing our own PR. We throw off anything that hinders connection. And we say, Father God, here's my heart. Would you write truth on it? Would you speak so deeply to me that you don't leave me as you find me? For would that not be, Father God, the worst thing that could ever happen, that I come to you and I'm hard-hearted and I therefore... Yeah, I think she's already hard-hearted. I mean, again, you know, what, what did 1 Corinthians say? Woman is to remain silent in the church. Yep, she's hard-hearted. I think she just failed another test. Don't change. So God, here we are before you and we say our lives are hurled at your feet. And we say, Father God, speak, transform, reshape, remold, burn us alive. Do whatever you need to do with us that we might image bear Jesus Christ, your son, more fully. Amen. So let me just share, uh, as we get started, the wider context of the season of God, so that you understand uh, through the lens. Wider context of the season of God. Apparently context, context, context also matters when it comes to false prophecies. You have to understand the context of the wider thingy of the whatever of God stuffy. Uh-huh. ...of a prophet who is always fascinated with the timings and the seasons, what God is doing over this... Grab a prophecy bingo card. You're going to need it. Extended period of time, and then we'll get a little bit more personal as we go. Now, if you track with the international community of the prophets at all, in about 2019... No, I really don't track with them. Unfortunately, I monitor them. And none of them, not a single one of them is a true prophet of God. Every one of them, every single one of them fails 
multiple biblical tests for a true prophet. You would have heard a three-word phrase dripping off all of our mouths. And that phrase was, new means new. And there was a sense of a, whoa, yes, wow, we are going somewhere radically different. And so we had this. Do you have a biblical text for us, Emma? Do you actually have a real word from God? Because these aren't words from God cascade of prophecies that says there's going to be new signs from worship teams. There's going to be new levels of salvation in the earth. There's going to be household salvation. Some of you need to say yes and amen. I'm requiring that. Now, biblical text. I'm going to tell you this, okay? Jesus warns, and I do mean this, legitimately warns in the last days. Pay attention to his words. For False Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. So if they say, look, he's in the wilderness, don't go. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, don't believe it, right? Christ himself prophesied. And you want to talk about a prophecy that's come true? Emma Stark is a fulfillment of Christ's prophecy that in the days before his return, there would be many false Christs and false prophets. She's one of them. There's gonna be the ability to own and possess and occupy new land, new business, new creativity. There's gonna be grace to be the ecclesia in the earth, the people of God to rule and reign with him. There's gonna be new moves of God. There's gonna be new wells that open and you could. Another text, I have to go here, to Peter chapter two. False prophets also rose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. In their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Okay. Let's go back here. But feel this palpable buzz and excitement in the air. Fine. Lovely. But we thought, well, this is just going to be instant, isn't it? It's just going to be dropped right in our laps. Oh, microwave generation that we are. But what we didn't realize was in that moment, we were not just decreeing a momentary thing, but we were decreeing the beginning of an overarching era shift and that we were in a major long-term transition with God. She's an empty talker too. Wow. And then in we run top speed to 2020. And 2020 to 2023, and this is where... Yeah, let's take a look at that text also. Is she saying anything? She's not, she not saying anything. Nothing she's saying makes any sense. These are just the words of an empty talker. Now, the, uh, again, the uh, qualifications for a pastor, he must hold firm to the tr trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine. Is Emma Stark giving us any instruction in sound doctrine? In fact, no, not at all. And worse, she's, by her very defiant act of disobedience, she is acting contrary to sound doctrine, right? So, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also rebuke those who contradict it. For there are many who are insubordinate. If Emma Stark refuses to obey a command of the Lord given through his apostle, the apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians 14, 
she qualifies as being insubordinate, straight out. And on top of it, she's an empty talker. She's not saying anything. These are not words from God at all. Not a single one of them. And, and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party, and they must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, well, Cretans are always evil, are always liars and evil beasts and lazy gluttons. This, is, this testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. And that's exactly what Emma Stark has done. She's turned away from the truth. There's no truth in anything that she's saying. These are not words from God. And the fact that there is a congregation gathered to hear this woman blather on with words that God hasn't given her to speak at all, and they think that they're hearing from God through this woman, shows you just how little they know their Bible and the, how completely deceived and delusional they are. Where we are, so this should feel live. We went from the decree of the new into then the beginning of the ending of the old things. And I think that... Can you map this out for us? Uh, maybe you should get a whiteboard and like, you know, see if you, you know, put it out, you know, out there. We are here and here's what's gone and here's what the thing. Yeah, that would help. You know? It's incredibly painful. It's, yes, the era of the Ecclesia, those who rule and reign, but the previous age was the age of evangelicalism, it was the age of a certain sort of church structure, it was the age of escapism. So, the church structure of, that we've been given by the apostles, the actual apostles of Jesus Christ, that's gone now? And I believe that we are sitting in the reality of endings. <laughs> what does that even mean? I believe that we are sitting in the reality of endings. Who cares? This, you're not saying anything, Emma. Uh, have we demonstrated enough that this woman's a false prophet? Nobody should be listening to this woman. Scripture forbids us, forbids the body of Christ to even listen to people like these. Uh, let me give you another text on this, just because just I can, okay? So to John, okay? Uh, the, the shorter letters are in, uh, in the Bible are, <laughs> there's some zingers in here. Uh, Paul writing to a woman who has a congregation meeting in her house. This is before churches had property and buildings and stuff like this. They had to actually meet in some in people's houses, which need, means churches needed benefactors and a place to meet. So uh, to the uh, the elder, uh, to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, right? Paul says this, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but uh, one that we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to God's commands. 
Mm -hmm. That requires us to be in the Word, by the way. And uh, and uh, this is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. John writing the same thing as Peter. Isn't that interesting? Those who do not confess the coming of Christ in the flesh, such a one as the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves. Watch so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ doesn't have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive them into your house. Don't give them a platform in the church or give them any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works." You think we're supposed to be listening to Emmons Stark? No, I would note this, that Trinity Church is participating in this woman's wicked works. She doesn't pass any of the biblical tests for a prophet, not even one. And she is an empty-talking deceiver who is insubordinate to the commands of Christ through his apostles, and she's saying nothing. And so these people are participating in her wickedness by permitting her to preach in her in their church. And yet scripture, if you would read it, you recognize forbids us from listening to folks like this or even giving them a platform in our churches. Some things right now just are not supposed to work out. At the most painful end of that, Spectrum is, look, some relationships are just going to not be able to continue in their current form. Some covenants that we've begun to make to each other just are not going to hold. They can't hold the grace and favor of God, even though some of them were quite recently established. And so we go from the joy and the thrill of the declaration of the new into the anguish and the wrestle of Actually, some things are not going to die to my left and to my right. And I'm going to sit in some loss situations. Now, what I want to say to you right now, and warfare on your behalf, that is appropriate that there is some loss in a season of endings. But we must not, under any circumstances, let the enemy step in and overplay his hand and start to rob what you actually need to keep hold of. Why are they clapping? She isn't saying anything. And there is even a death thing that I think has risen up inappropriately from the powers of darkness that is saying, okay, God might be bringing an alpha beginning and an omega ending, but I'm going to piggyback on the back of that and I'm going to make some things more catastrophic than they actually should be. So reference to the alpha and the omega without any biblical context, and then saying that the devil's going to piggyback on the back of the alpha, uh, the alpha beginning and omega ending and, and bring some cataclysmic thing. What are you saying? This is nonsense. We are nowhere near biblical Christianity at this point. We're so far from it that my, my main question at this point is, what religion is this? And so right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, where there is loss that is not appropriate, where there is a robbing spirit, where there is a fruitlessness that should not be right about you, I banish it in the mighty name of Jesus. We right, like you have any authority to... What are you banishing again? What kind of nonsense. You just made something up and now you're banishing it with your declarations. Uh-huh. We put it off, we push it down, we say, you vile, circling spirit of death, you may not have us or our children. 
Thou, you shall not pass. Okay. You may not rob our cause. And right now, just as you raise your hands, come on, grab this from me. I release an ability. I release an... She has the ability to release things. I can release something too, but every time I do, my wife complains. And I, at this point, I think that's exactly what she's releasing. Just gas coming out of her face. None of these things are the word of God. Ease to walk through the loss and the endings that God is calling. Grab that. There's an ease to walk it out. There's an ease. Grab what? You did, you're not releasing anything other than hot air and a grace for this season you need to say that's mine right now in jesus name that grace for this season is mine right now in jesus name uh, so you just, just grab up grace for this season you just snatch it because you released it there at trinity church in in defiance of a command of christ that women are supposed to be silent in the church okay and i slam the door on any other enemy prescribed loss <laughs> i think we are in this time of acknowledging that people like R.T. Kendall, one of the great leaders of our faith, when he says things like, the entire charismatic movement is an Ishmael, not an Isaac. In other words. <laughs> do, you, do you even recognize, do you even understand the implications of what you just said? <laughs> The entire charismatic is an Ishmael. That means it's not even the true son of Abraham. <laughs> wow. She doesn't even know the category she's operating in. Wow. For those who know their biblical stories, a lot of what we've done is the church is not the fullness, is not the full promise. And part of us goes, yes, 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 I knew there was more. And then part of us goes, Jesus, help. Because I kind of love my church. And I gave everything for it. And man, have we not been quite going wholly in the right direction? I think the shaking of the moment is the understanding of the level of transition is more than we think we have the aptitude for. What is the level of transition? What are you talking about? That the structures of churches, of businesses, are being pushed by God to reflect his kingdom more. That you're in not just transition, but major resetting and restructuring. And now we're saying, God, you're going to hold my hand. How does one restructure their church according to the non-lucidity of these empty words that you're speaking and spewing from your face? in what will feel like loss and this is where we are today so if you've had a tough few months if you've had a wrestle if you're feeling pruned if you're feeling lost can i just pat you on the back and say spot on you are on time with the season of god come on like i said she ain't saying anything and right now you're going to be all right, she's going to get ready to full-on prophesy here. Be looking at what is a sunset and a diminishing of some things, but equally, you will not be in despair, says the Lord, and there will rise a sunrise favor back over you in these coming days. The Lord says, you have not lost my favor. I have been given favor and reconciliation with God as a free gift by grace through faith because christ has bled and died for all of my sins what is this nonsense that you are spewing 
I'm not hearing anything about Jesus. I'm not hearing anything about any sound doctrine from any biblical text. I'm not hearing anything about the need for repentance and the forgiveness of sins. In fact, I would note is that when you read the true prophets of the Old Testament, one of the things they were really good at is confronting people with their sin and calling them to repent and assuring them that God would forgive them and that they can be reconciled to God from their wickedness. These words you're speaking, they're just Looney Tunes. Come on. Now what we're gonna see then in the next stage, 2024, for maybe a year, 18 months, is that after the decree of the new and after the beginning of some endings, you then hit the re-envisioning of the people. What on earth is a re-envisioning of people? Again, these words are empty phrases. They mean absolutely nothing. Not a single one of these words actually comes from God. And that is where you dream, perceive, understand, where you're reinvigorated to see how some things need to be done, where you need to be, what you need to put your hand to in terms of roles and in terms of geography. And actually the Lord says, I will settle your hearts with the concept of loss and it will not feel so raw because I will start to whisper a new vision and a remembrance of the fullness of what I have for your life. What? Again, these are not words from God. You're not saying anything, Emma. These are totally empty words. Now, I think some of us, you know, can pull... All right, time for another biblical text. We're going to take a look at the book of Jude. This is written by the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Jude writes, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to, to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people, they've crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt afterward, destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not stay with their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he's kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yet in like manner, these people, the false teachers, the false prophets, relying on their dreams, they defile the flesh, they reject authority, like the apostles' authority to speak and give commands on the, on the, on the part of Christ, and they blaspheme the glorious ones. But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but he said, The Lord rebuke you, but these people, they blaspheme all that they do not understand, and they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively. Woe to them, for they've walked in the way of Cain. They've abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feast. They feast with you without fear. These are shepherds who feed only themselves. Waterless clouds, waterless rain clouds. That's a great way to describe Emma Stark. 
she's not reigning any words from God at all, and she's completely rejected the authority of God's word in the Apostle Paul, right? Waterless rain clouds, they're swept along by winds. These are fruitless trees in late autumn. You know, could you imagine how, like spending money and getting a peach tree and cultivating it so that, you know, in every autumn you can have an abundance of pear, you know, peaches or pears or something like that, you know, and then come fall when it's time to harvest that thing, there ain't any fruit on it at all. That's another way of talking about the empty talkers. They are fruitless fruit trees. This is what this lady is. She's completely fruitless and laid on. She's twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea. She said, remember, she said, I love the wild things of, of, of the kingdom. Uh-huh. She's a wild wave of the sea, casting up the foam of their own shame. Wandering stars. Can you navigate by a wandering star? Nope, you can't. In order to navigate, you need a star that stays still. That's why people navigate off of Polaris, because that's the North Star. It don't move, right? Wandering stars, for whom the gloom of outer darkness has been reserved forever. It was about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loud mouth boasters showing favoritism to gain an advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the prediction of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers following their own godly, ungodly passions. It, it, it is these who cause divisions. These are worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And having mercy on those who doubt, save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Yeah, you, you, you kind of get what's going on here. Um, you know, isn't, it, isn't, isn't it fascinating? There are so many biblical texts that warn us against false prophets and false teachers. And when we read out the description of what these false prophets and false teachers are like, Emma Stark and all the false prophets we're listening to, they all fit that description. And I would note something here. When somebody says, thus saith the Lord, and God hasn't thus saith, then they are breaking one of the 10 commandments, okay? The commandment is this one. You shall not take the name of Yahweh your God in vain, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. It means to carry it to, you know, to emptiness. That's, what, that, that's the idea here. You shall not carry God's name to emptiness, to vanity. Uh, you're, you're just not permitted to do such a thing. And so all of these words that Emma Stark is speaking, we clearly demonstrate she's not a true prophet. These are not words from God. The Holy Spirit didn't give her these words. As a result of it, she is breaking this commandment by saying these things that she's saying, but proving that she's just one of these waterless rain clouds. She's this fruitless fruit tree in late autumn that doesn't have any fruit on it at all. She's an empty talker and a deceiver, and uh, nobody should be listening to her. 
on that right now and start to say, I am receiving a vision right now of exactly what decisions need to be taken. I am being re-envisioned right now for some decisions that I need to make in my life. Come on, you need to grab hold of that. There's nothing to grab onto, lady. These are, this is just vaporware. Then, from 2025 onwards, I believe that we will hit the most remarkable building time for those who love Jesus Christ. That's you. And you are going to be able to establish and walk and work out what has been envisioned. And you will understand the new ways that the kingdom of God and how it wants to be seen in the earth. And the church will know how to be the church in a new era, and it will build that way. And there is hanging in the atmosphere a growing weight of building bingo mantles and anointings that God <laughs> mantles and anointings in an atmosphere these are all prophecy bingo buzzwords she ain't saying a thing is getting ready to descend once you have settled the losses why are these people going woohoo yeah she ain't saying anything and that's the point so that's as far as I can go with her. Hopefully this wasn't too terrible as, as far as torture goes. Please do not report me to the people in charge of enforcing the Geneva Convention. I'm sure I, I broke some of the laws of the Geneva Convention by playing those video, that video for you and forcing you to listen to this lady. But at the end of the day, listen, she's a false prophet. We're not supposed to be listening to her. And so if you know anybody that is under this woman's sway and thinking, oh, she's a woman of God. She, she legitimately, man, she can bring the rain, man. She can prophesy and all that kind of stuff. She's a false prophet. She's a false teacher. There's nothing true about her. And she fails every single biblical text. And worse, she fits all the descriptions given in scripture of false prophets. So I think you get the idea. So if you found this helpful, all the information on how you can share the video is down below in the description. And I'd like to give a shout out to all of you who have joined our crew and support us financially. You make it possible for us to bring Fighting for the Faith to you and to the world. And if it weren't for you, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. If you would like to join our crew and, fin and financially support us so that we can keep doing this work, uh, all the information is down below. There's a link that'll take you to your website so that you can join our crew. And thank you if you do. So until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen.